I'm Ansonia with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold, a podcast which will feature conversations with musicians, singers, songwriters, radio personalities, and historians of gospel music. You will hear conversations with featured guests telling their story in history, their contributions to the riches of gospel music, and where they see gospel music trends. We will have traditional, contemporary, neo-soul, and hip-hop gospel artists, and more. We look forward to bringing exciting shows and present great episodes to keep you coming back for more. Yes. With me today is Carl Jones, a musician who plays several instruments, including bass, trombone, and drums, or as he noted, pocket drums. He has also noted that he has done some background vocals. Carl grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, where he began his musical journey. And from 1995 has been an active musician serving as minister of music and staff musician in Alabama. Carl has played for and traveled with several gospel artists, played for Sunday's Best Artists and several other local groups. He has also spent time serving as music director for a Michael Jackson impersonator. He has recorded with several local artists and gearing up for several bookings throughout this year. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Carl, how you doing? All right. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing just fine. Now, I would like you to give more detail to my audience of who you are and what you do. Well, uh, like like you said, my name is Carl Jones, and uh, um, I, I really, this is actually my first time actually kind of getting into what I do. Uh, um, I'm a bass uh, guitar player. You know, a lot of people say bassist or bass artist, but I call myself just a bass, regular bass guitar player. And um, I've been playing, I guess, since 1995. Um, a um, pastor, let me tell you how it started, believe it or not. Okay. A pastor uh, in Birmingham, uh, his name was uh, Alfred Williams, Pastor Alfred Williams. I, I don't think he'll mind me saying it. He, uh, <laughs> I was attending the church and he came up to me after church and said, you know, the Lord showed me you playing the bass. I said, well, he hadn't showed me. Now, when he showed me, I probably... <laughs> you know, take you up on it. So <laughs> I was like, and so he didn't let that go. He stayed um, pretty much on me until finally I went behind the door of our, one of our rooms and I, I could still see this day. I, it was a, I think it was a precision uh, PV four string and no, you know, look, uh, I had a couple of run-ins with, um, in high school, um, my band director had like some stage, Christmas stage plays where he he would give it to me to play and I didn't know notes or anything. I, I was playing by ear at that time. Mm. And we did a song called Christmas Come But Once a Year. And I think the song, I believe it was no, Don't Look Any Further or something like that. But every time those songs come on now, and it's 30, 30 years later, <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, and just the path of that. I always thank my band director, you know, Edward Maddox. He he instilled all kinds of instruments in us. And he, you know, after those occasions, he uh, events, he, um, you know, had a string instrument class and he put me on an upright bass. And so that's where it began. But look at this, I played that for I guess my last senior year of high school and then I didn't pursue it after that. So I still didn't know, you know, notes or anything like that. So mm -hmm. it, it was just, 
you know, I, I did it because he wanted me to do it with a little bow. And we went to a couple of string concerts for, you know, high school string con concerts. And that was about it. So I went on and graduated and began to attend Alabama State University. And like I said, keep in mind, it was just trombone. For Before that, it was just trombone. Trombone okay. throughout that. So I had a four-year scholarship, Alabama State. And that was it. You know, I forgot all about bass guitar and maybe a couple of stage acts. I, 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 it's kind of vivid, but I was trying to remember, did I do any bass playing during that time? And I think I did, like, you know, me and a couple of friends have some some time. And uh, after school, we would go, you know, make a little extra money. And I think I played <laughs> drums a little bit. And you, say you think you played drums a little bit. <laughs> so long, you know, 30 years, you're talking 30 years ago, but I, I, that's what I was trying to remember. Did I do any bass playing? And uh, I, I just, you know, it's kind of vivid. I can't remember, but I remember um, playing the drums for a couple of churches. I do remember that. But like you said, I, I, all, all the while I play bass, I always try to figure out did I do any of that during college years? And I, and I think it was just a little bit. Mm. And when he asked me that, I was thinking, I don't know anything about bass. So I took up maybe about three weeks of lessons or two weeks. And every time I come back, this guy like, you are fooling me. You are a bass guitar player and you just trying to probably get some good ideas from me. I said, <laughs> no, I don't even know notes. And I guess the way I was playing, he thought I would just coming in, you know, and pulling his leg and trying to, I guess, get some more secrets about bass or something, but I really didn't know. So I, I, I that was in probably 95, 96 when I was doing that. Mm. And, and I just know, I, I, some of me just said, it's more to this bass. So I, I began to, you know, just go visit a couple of churches and, and I had a concert, well, I had a concert uh, with the late Melvin Crisper. He was doing a workshop in an mm -hmm. area called Westman, Alabama. And that's why I met my first encounter with how a bass should sound. It was two guys, a guy named Reginald Reynolds and um, a guy named Brian Johnson. So mm -hmm. they play he asked to play my bass because he didn't bring a bass. And when he played it, I was like, no, I didn't know a bass sound like that. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my bass, but I never heard it sound like that before, you know, because I was guessing all through my church years in 95, I was guessing, I, you know, I didn't know it should sound something like that. Mm. So I exchanged numbers with Reginald and he was like, come to my house. And so I came to his house and the first thing he did he noticed I had a cheat sheet on the back of my bass with my notes on it. So he's like, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to take those bass notes off of it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking, listen, I'm talking six months. I did that. I, I, I you know, I, I was playing by ear. And I think about this guy named C-Dub, what he, he was talking about transposing on keyboards. So when he took that, those tape notes on the back of my bass off, it was like the world ended because when I play with people, I can quickly look on the back of my bass, you know, and and I can tell you what key we're in. But when he put that, took that off, he said, either you learn them or you can't come see me. So I appreciate that, you know, because it mm. taught me my notes. And that from that point on, that's when I, I followed him. Listen, I would carry his bags, I would carry his amp, and I would watch him go to his concerts. And it started then, because okay. the, I was, you know, the church I was attending, those guys were kind of beginner instrument players. And they pulled me in a meeting, they said, look, you sound like you playing jazz, that's not the way we play, and I'm like, uh, and so we kind of like bumped heads a lot because I began to advance on the bass and it seems like I was, I guess, showing out or something because I was <laughs> playing a whole lot better and these guys didn't want to, you know, they just wanted to play. And so that's when I began to say, well, I think my time, my season is up at this church. 
And so when I left that church, that's when my career, I believe, really started because I, I went to a church, Antioch Baptist Missionary Baptist Church. It's in an area called Pratt City, Alabama. Mm. And from that point, that's when I grew and grew and grew and grew. And it's history from that point, you know, and, and it's like I, I have a couple of cassettes of me playing back then. Now, you listen, if I say cassette, that means <laughs> that's a long time ago, right? I don't know about a cassette. What is that? Okay. <laughs> well, I had a I, I still have cassettes and I hadn't played them because I don't have a cassette to play on. But I, I really want to go back and just listen to how I played to now you know and it's mm. like wow but but you know throughout that time i told you uh Reg reginald reynolds um it was a couple of guys i asked during that concert to uh help me out and a couple of you know, a couple of them they were like saying yes they were going to call me i can call them but they never would answer the phone so in that i took when when god advanced me that if I did start giving bass lessons, always remember how they treated me when, when I was coming up. And so that's that's when I feel like God started launching me higher and higher because now I believe I'm at like 28 bass students. Okay, and okay. Yeah, and so what I always tell them that I was once where I want, I look up looked up to a couple of guys and, they would never spend time with me. So I always remember that, that, hey, I want to spend time with these guys and show them what I wanted at that time. I'm going to give it to them. And, you know, and they'd be like, um, OK, it's been two hours. Are you done? I said, no, are you? No, I would tell them, look, are you done? Because I would give them whatever they want, how long they want. And 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 because I always remember that's what I wanted, you know, and. Mm -hmm. and and I I have a thing where if they want me to go to a church with them after they start playing in churches or whatever, I'll come in and hook it up with them and play with them if they want, because that's some of the things I wanted. Mm. And, oh, you just don't know the joy of that. It's like a passing like none other, because I know that's some of the things I wanted. And, and to, to see the look on their face when I start doing that, they would been, you know, have been looking up to me and now I'm sitting with them, playing with them. So if say if it's example, if there it's an area where they don't feel comfortable playing, I would play in that spot. And then when they feel comfortable, I'll turn my bass down. So I did that a couple of times and maybe I say maybe five to ten students are now professional bass players you know they're playing and now look i see them and one of my bass students his name is uh rufus jones i think it was rufus rufus jones his name was rufus jones uh jr and he's now playing football and uh under Deion sanders you know the uh, Deion sanders that played uh, for uh -huh. Dallas. Well, oh, yeah. he, yeah, he's playing for him so i just knew he put the bass down uh the guitar he had he was about 15 at that time, 14, 12, somewhere in there. And I remember he he was playing guitar a little bit. He'll sing a little bit. So I just kind of added the bass in. And and I always, before I tell their parents or whoever to buy bass, I would bring my bass just to see if they have the passion. I look for just, you really want to do this. Because there's so many things you can get into now that I look for that in a person that if you really want to play your soul that every time I come back, you'll go an extra mile and I'll give you more, you know? And so mm -hmm. he's one of those person, I mean, everything I give him, he writes it down. He come back and said, look, this is what I did. Look, look, look at this. And I'm like, now I know I didn't show you that. I'm like, but I spent a lot of time with him and another bass student, Stephen Brown, and another one, Gabrielle McKinney. And see, these guys, I call them my favorites because they showed that the passion, you know, the passion that playing bass, they showed that. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, and I it just feel good. You just don't know the feel. I, even now, look, I get I get I emotional can... sometimes thinking about how I wanted that, and I had maybe a couple of guys that would lean back toward me and give me that to mm-hmm. get me you know, that now I just I, I I try to you know go to the extreme with giving back to you know base students or guitar students listen I have one that's 61 wow I have one a lady that was 66 years old she began to play the guitar mm. and like and I just look at all that like, wow, just because I wanted to turn it around where I'm in the position to give back, it's 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 blessing me. You know, it's, it, and mm-hmm. some of them were like, how much I owe you? I said, you owe me pursuing this. That's what you owe me. Just pursue this. And I said, now, when you become famous, remember <laughs> me. <laughs> and, and yeah. So, so Rufus, listen, he plays football right now as I speak. And I went on his on his Facebook page. I think it was his Instagram. He holding concerts on the campus. And it's like the whole campus is wrapped around this stage with him singing, playing the bass. Okay. Playing the guitar. And I'm like, you don't know how great that felt to see him, and I called him, I still have his personal number, you know, I said, when did this happen, you know, and I'm like, and just to see that, you know, and and I think Dan, um, Deion Sanders have a, a, I guess, a brief show he has, and he's one of his favorite football players, and just to see he's connected like that, still pursuing those instruments, you know, mm. and so, yeah, but that, that's the passion of this that I carry so much, but but now it's going on to ministry and you know just all other avenues. But I was so humble when Billy reached out to me to just simply get that bio, and you know it took me. He was wondering. Uh, I I was put. You know, I had to sit down and just think about a lot of things before I made it. And I'm telling you, it was just when I started writing it down, I could not believe all the things that I've accomplished and, and did, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like just by going, oh, just, you know, just by spending time, I feel like just giving that passion back. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause right there. Cause you know, I'm going to backtrack on some stuff. Cause I've been taking notes. I take notes when I'm talking to folk so we can come back, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this, this is a scripture that I love is that iron sharpens iron. And mm-hmm. I do things in my life. I've done things in my life where I I've grown to learn that when you teach others, they grow, but not only do they grow, but you grow. But I want to go back to something you said earlier about the uh, one of the churches that you played for and the musicians thought you were getting ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a staunch believer that, you know, you want to surround yourself by people who want to grow and mm-hmm. who want to get better and want to uh, do better. And there's so many people, unfortunately, that like to just sit in where they are and not expand, not grow. But when you practice and you learn and you glean, that's the word, is that you glean off of someone that you admire and you want to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And I hope and pray that since 1995, they decided that they wanted to grow themselves and decided to uh, give up that mentality of not wanting to see others grow because your growth could help them grow. And I'll, I'll just leave that there. But what yeah, I it was so amazing, I was like called in an actual meeting and they said, we think that sound like jazz and we think we have agreed that you shouldn't be playing on that style. And I was like, what do you mean jazz? And I'm trying to figure out like, all I'm trying to do is better myself on the bass and simply, you know, just do uh, go higher on bass. But it was like the guy, he was transposing on the keyboard. And, you know, when I had a talk with him one-on-one, I said, 
Now you asked the pastor to buy a two thousand uh, dollar Phantom, a uh, Roland Phantom keyboard. Mm-hmm. I said, but you want to not figure out how to play it. I mean, and I, I thought, and I told him about David. I said when they described David, he was, I mean, he was an excellent musician. He 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 was skillful according to the word. It was he was skillful. So that means he can play, he can play the harp. And that's what I brought up. I said, now David didn't just play the harp. He learned how to play the harp. Mm, learned how to know, utilize that instrument, yes. He was skillful. He, he was skillful on the harp that it brought the spirits off of King Saul, you know? And I'm like, that's what I took to heart, that I wanted to be skillful. And, and you know, and, and don't get me wrong, hey, I still want, it's more that I'm hearing on bass that I'm not doing. So I want to do more. Mm-hmm. And I I talked to this guy and I said, now, if you thinking we can't go high on as musicians, because he was like, that's really not po- important. The word is important. I said, you are right. You are so right. The word is important. But I said, now the angels are praising God all day long right now. I said, now, if you thinking Praise is not important. I mean, and being skillful on your instrument is not important. I said, well, you probably won't end up in heaven because they're going to be praising Jesus all day long, you know? And so... <laughs> you can't it, be telling people that. <laughs> I, I, I had to say it. I had to say it. But, it. but like you said, I began to see that they were settled with where they were. So mm-hmm. that's why I had to eventually say that uh, that's it. I gotta, I gotta turn my hat in, you know. And and when I pursued the other churches, I began to meet other instrument players, bass players, keyboard players. And one of the guys, Anthony Williams, he he's a mentor for life because he was playing the organ, but he would show me bass lines, not knowing that I didn't know bass lines, but I was pursuing them because he would tell me to go home and learn that bass line, and that's what made me know how to play with him and we could go now i can meet it's been look it's probably been 10 years since i played with him we probably can come together with no practice and play because i know his style of playing because he showed me a lot of bass lines mm-hmm. and it came from an organ player believe it or not an organ player was showing me bass line <laughs> well see you know you you never know where where it's going to come and then as you said yourself is that you feel that that is your ministry and going back and teaching people because of what you wanted what you thirst for and you mm-hmm. want you know that others because sometimes people don't know what they want to ask for you know, if somebody is out there teaching you, like I'm a singer and, you know, I'm going to ask people, you know, do you want this, how you want it that way or whatever. And you have to ask, but some people, they don't know. Well, just, you know, uh, I had been in on a recording session and the guy, all those, the same lyrics, mm-hmm. sing it this way. Okay. Now sing it this way. So, but if he hadn't said, change it then I wouldn't have known to change. So people don't know sometimes what they don't know. Mm -hmm. But if you show them certain things and then they think about it and get an opportunity, like you you can tell when you talk about this young man, the passion that you talk about this young man, Rufus, is that you can tell that not only did he take to heart what you were teaching him, but he also went and did what? Practiced. Mm -hmm. You have to practice. And when you practice, I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember this guy I was listening to and he hit, he was playing a song and he hit something. He was like, okay, so I didn't mean to hit that, but that really sounds good. I so know. in practicing, you learn how to improvise and add more, inf- add more accents mm-hmm. on the music and you know, or tonality, and then you you change it into something. That's how you make music your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, I was uh, telling someone once, I said, musicians, they can play the same, you can put the same sheet of music in front of musicians, and they're going to, a majority of them are going to play it differently. Even if they're looking at the music, they're going to play it differently because they're putting their own flavor in it. Own and that's, that's, the, that's the fantastic growth that I see in music and why music is so expansive Uh, you know and but it also is what that musician puts into it 
um, I know that we attended a church once where they would highlight the kids and mm -hmm. those that were taking music and stuff. And I would sit there and I, I would listen to this one kid and I'm like, that child hates that instrument. That's and it. my husband said, how do you know that? I said, because of the way they're playing it. I said, now, this other kid, listen to this child. That child has a passion for that and, instrument, you know, and you can tell it. You Those who have been around music, set around music, can see that. So you see the passion in some of your students when they come out and they play similar to you, but then they add their own flavor. Come on, come on. <laughs> you know, yeah, and uh, Gabrielle McKinney, is is like mistaken for me all the time because he pursued the way I played and he's he the chords I use the same exact chords. You would go in the church and think it's me and it'd be him and everybody like, do you know Carl? And they like, yeah. He's like, that's who taught me. He said, I thought you were him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he pursued it. He's the only one I, I could say. Besides Stephen Brown, you know, they they really pursued it in a way that I could tell they wanted it. And that's what I look for. And believe it or not, I don't know if you know the comedian Ricky Smiley. I don't I don't I don't believe he'll mind me sharing this, but yet his I don't son, know personally, but I do I've heard of Ricky, yeah. Well, his son, we were uh we were actually roommates at Alabama State. He he attended for a while, you know, and um uh, um, uh, you know, since he's been, you know, famous comedian, his son, he wanted his son to uh, actually uh, take lessons from me, believe it or not. And and like I told you, what you just said, I look for the passion from whomever it is, whether you're 60, 80, whatever. Um, and so I told him, I said, he said, do you want me to go buy an expensive bass? I said, no. So I, we got together and we went to a music store, um, in an area called Inverness, uh, Bailey brothers. And when he went in, I said, look, get a five string that's in between a six and a four and don't pay a lot of money because he just might not want it, you know? And he was like, well, it don't matter. He'll, he'll get it. I said, yeah. They start off excited, and then if the passion in there is there, it'll continue. So let me tell you what happened. So we we get that base about maybe two hundred bucks somewhere in there, not not expensive. So we go back, and true enough, maybe three weeks out, he he's writing the notes down, and I'm telling them notes, and 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 I'll come back the next week. He'll tell me some of the notes, some of them. But in the midst, he want to watch SpongeBob. He's looking around me. He's got SpongeBob on the TV, and I'm, I'm trying to get in front of the TV so he can look at me. And he got the bass on, but he keep leaning over to the left and the right. See SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and so I'm like, I said, he said, well, I tell you what, how about you just play the whole time? And I watched SpongeBob. I said, no, we're not watching SpongeBob. So I cut the TV off. And so I began to tell him, I said, I don't know. That's why I didn't really want him to buy anything expensive because mm -hmm. he 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 have, you know, some liking of music, but you can tell the passion in there. And that's all I was saying. But he wanted me to continue. And I am a man like this. I don't want to take your money and waste your money if I don't see the passion in a musician, I, I would I would give it so long, but if I see they don't want to learn the notes, they don't want to the riffs, anything I give them to learn, and and I don't see them pursuing it, I kind of want to cut it off, you know. Mm. And he was like, "Keep going." I said, "No, I mean fifty dollars an hour. Hey, that's that's a lot of money." <laughs> but I'm like, "No," and, and see, that's that's one thing about me. I, I even I don't care how much money it is. I'm not going to just waste time if I don't see the passing in them. Mm -hmm. And the second time I came back, he flying a helicopter in the room. <laughs> He's going around. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. So Ricky went there that day. His, his, uh, the lady that keeps the house was there. She said, I'm going to tell your dad on you. And I knew then that was probably going to be the last time I do that with, you know, him. And, you know, I always think back to that. You know, it's like, 
And, and so I use that as an example on some of the students that, that this guy was flying a helicopter around the room and he wanted me to play the bass for 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, here's the, here's the thing too. He may have passion just, just talking. I don't know him. And yeah. uh, he may have a passion for music, but maybe not the bass. Now yeah, I'll tell bass, you yeah. a, a, a real quick, funny story about me. Uh, growing up, well, I started playing the piano at seven, and that was at the urging of my grandmother, who wanted to mm -hmm. learn how to play the piano. And so my mother and father said, sure, she can go ahead and play the piano. But they never bought me a piano. Well, my grandmother oh. had one, but they never bought me for our home. So I mm -hmm. had this cardboard keyboard. And mm -hmm. you would have to sit there and play this cardboard keyboard, which, of course, you can't hear any music because it's what? Mm -hmm. Cardboard. Uh-huh. <laughs> But off and on, uh, I I decided, I said, I want to play a saxophone because I thought that was pretty cool. Because when I got in high school, I was like, well, at least I could play in the band. Because when I was growing up, they didn't have pianos in the band. You can't do a band and a, and a piano. They didn't have electric pianos then. So uh, I told my parents, I want to play the saxophone. And they were like, uh-uh. And I was like, what? So I said, okay, I'll, I'll show you. So I went and got a recorder and oh, started geez. trying to play that. Uh -huh. That was that was not my friend. Come so on. I said, okay, uh, I'll do a harmonica. So I got a harmonica. Um, <laughs> that was not my friend. I found out that wind instruments are not my friend. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But at least, you know, I was pursuing, I did have a passion for music. And that's why ultimately I sing. Mm -hmm. But I also play the piano because I, throughout my high school years, I would take piano lessons in college. I didn't take piano lessons, but I went to music class. And something that a lot of my musician friends talk about is theory. You need to know theory. Well, theory knocked me out of the water. <laughs> Come, on. Come on now. I know. Now, see, that's, you know, that's what I begin to pursue after learning notes. I, you know, they start telling me about numbers on bass, and I'm like, what's numbers? And it, it, that's a part of theory. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's more. <laughs> so in the last two years, that's what I've pursued the numbers, because we were more ear and notes. We didn't use numbers. This, this new, you know, style of musicians, they use numbers a lot. And some of them use notes and numbers. So, so now, like you said, I had to go a step higher with numbers. And oh, I said, here we go again. I got to start over again. So, <laughs> so now, if uh, I started doing, uh, well, I started back doing bass lessons next month. Hopefully, I can kind of squeeze a couple of people in because uh, one of my students was 60, I think he's 64, 61, somewhere in there. Well, he want to start back up. Then when he called, another person asked me last night, hey, can you, uh, I said, sure. I'm like, I'm like, okay, here we go. I just wanted one or two, but now I got four or five already. <laughs> but it's, it's a joy. It's a joy to do it. It's a joy to do it. And well, I can, I can hear the passion in your, yeah. in your voice and in your, because this is our first time meeting. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now, like you said, you said recorder. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell, I'll tell you in a minute. I, I just, when you no, said ahead. recorder, I thought about that's where it started. Uh, when I was playing trombone in elementary, he gave us the recorder first. And when you said that, that's, we tooting on that thing all day and he kept playing, we kept playing that till finally he, he put everybody on an instrument. He put me on a trombone and a, a, a a best friend of mine, Alonzo Gunn, he got on a trump a trumpet, and I can still see us all in this classroom. Uh, another girl, Pamela Wiley, she was on the clarinet. So we begin to form our band from that, and it, we, hey, we marching around our neighborhood. And I think one of the guys made a plastic can drum, so we we started our little band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, we but it started from the recorder. When you said recorder, I thought about that. That we <laughs> started our own little homemade band, and I thought about the little rascals how they be inventing things. That's what we were. 
But, oh my goodness, just looking back and now, that's why I'm, when I am gonna buy, go to Walmart one day and buy a little cassette thing and try to just play some of those old cassettes to see then and now. That's what I wanted to do and just, cause look, I have VHS on it too, so, you know. <laughs> well, you do know that they do have uh, machines that will convert that. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to take out time and go in my little treasure chest with all my VHS in there and just, I got the v, VHS that shows me playing bass when I first started, cause I went from that four string to a five string to a six string and you know, and the way I teach now is I do five string, that way you'll be in between a six and a four if you want. Cause if you learn a five, you can pretty much catch on to a six or a four. Okay. So that's what I told Ricky Smiley to purchase a uh, five for his son, you know, and mm. and I remember, look, he, I got a call from him maybe three years ago. He said, hey man, I, I was doing a little spring cleaning and I still have that five string bass. He said, you, you want it? I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, that's sentimental to me now. And yeah, I have that and about maybe four or five other bass, you know, different basses. And, and, you know, I, I don't play but one cause it's my favorite, but it's heavier than all the other ones. And so I, I'm looking to eventually get a lighter one for my shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, and I was thinking about when you had set the date up, I was supposed to do a shoulder, right shoulder surgery in the next couple of days. And I was like, I, I thought it was in this week. And I was, I had to call my doctor to make sure I was like, listen, I got an interview and I don't want to be all sore <laughs> with right shoulder surgery. So can you push it back? So he pushed it back about two weeks from now. So. That's gonna have me kind of in between, but get this. I had left shoulder surgery and still played the bass within that week. Wow. I went to church and I had two or three pillars packed under my left arm and I had someone to put the bass on me and I'm sitting there playing the bass with (laughs) and everybody just, Blow it away. It, it just, but it's that shows passion. Uh-huh. Music. It, it's, and I'm, I'm like, now if I can come in here a week after surgery and play this bass and put pillows under my arm, you can't tell me you can't go play. You know, you can't go <laughs> play, you know, you got a headache or something. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just depends on the passion of the people. But I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this. Because looking here at some of the people that you've played for, mm-hmm. and well, I'll just you name some of the people, and I'll say, eh, let's hear about that. How you got started with them? Well, uh, let's see. Let's start with Lee Andrew. I believe Lee Andrew. It was either Lee Andrew. I, I, I always try to remember who was first because Lee Andrew and. I'm trying to think of the the other one's name I got on there, and see who Amber Bullock. That's or, it, Alexis. Amber Bullock. You you hit it on the nail. Look, that was I believe that was the first artist I believe I played for. Um, I was playing with a, a gentleman that had a uh, praise group. Uh, his name was Desmond Hubbard, and he had a concert, and I believe she was invited. And I played one or two songs for uh, after she won, and I didn't realize she was the the uh, the the artist. She she won, and yeah, so I played for her that night, and I believe that's how that came about. I, you know, I was already there, and so she had two songs. Like, it, it, well, she actually did songs that everybody knew already. I think it was "Lord, I Love You More Than Anything" was one of them, and. You know, just songs like that, just everybody knew them. And then she began to give her testimony. And so that's how I ended up playing for her. Well, Leandra, uh, someone called me and told me she would be in town. And that's how I connected with her. So I connected with her manager and 
her husband at the time and they exchanged numbers with me and I played for her um, like three places in the area where I live. So, so yeah, I connected with her that way. So that night it was just, I'm playing for Leandra Johnson. And, 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 you know, it's like, I could not believe it. And her husband like connected, we bonded the same night and then I got his number. We, talk over and over and there were a lot of people like husband she don't have a <laughs> so yeah and we we connected she wanted me to come up to atlanta because she had a church at that time and i i'm not fun about at first i wasn't fun about traveling at the time so and you know i'm, I'm trying to grasp being in front of a lot of people with somebody famous, you know, and so I had to take it one step at a time. So that was the first encounter with her. And then Bobby Jones, they had a stage play. And I guess he 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 had went around different, you know, cities doing this and they got a band together. And that's how I ended up connecting with him. And look, I, I wanted to find more pictures. I think I did. I, did I, I don't even know if I sent you, did I send a picture of that or no? I don't think I did. No, you didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I only needed one. Yeah, I took pictures of him and uh, we took pictures together at the end of the stage play. So that's how I connected with him. Then Charles Jenkins, same thing. Someone called me to come to Birmingham. Charles Jenkins was in Birmingham. He had a concert there and they needed a bass player. So I ended up on that. So I, I, I exchanged number with his musician. So they're in Chicago. So so um, his name is Willie Jones, the, uh, the keyboard player. So me and oh, him. Yeah. I know yeah. Willie. Yeah, well, see? <laughs> see? Um, so, yeah, we exchanged numbers. We were Facebook friends. And I, I actually sent uh, a little screenshot of you. And and I, I'm sure I he, he he gave me thumbs up, so I, I figured he I said you probably I knew he probably knew you, you know. And so, <laughs> so he gave me thumbs up. So I told him, you know, I'll be doing this. And so he he said he'd be waiting on it because I know you said it, it won't scream till later, you know, or post till later, you know. But I want I want to get that information also from you so I'll know how to present it to people when they wanna, you know, come back and look at it or whatever. But yeah, and so that that experience with Charles Jenkins, and 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 the thing about it, it didn't get make me get the big head. I humbled myself more, mm. and it's like that's why I always tell musicians, don't get the big head because you still look, you still in Alabama, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and, and so I I appreciate the opportunity, and you know I just kind of added in, and and just to look back simply by leaving that church. God allowed me to go these different directions, you know, and now mm -hmm. I'm hearing he's, he's wanting you to put the bass to the side and go off in the ministry. I'm like, okay, now Lord, now I know, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, God gives you uh, different paths. He will mm -hmm. give you, and you know, some people think that they're supposed to stay on it forever. I know, I'm one of them. <laughs> and you know, but God gives you so many different, uh, we know that God lives and God anoints you with different talents and mm -hmm. he shifts you. So at a specific time in your life, he shifts you. You have to listen to the word of God and Come how on. he's telling you where he mm -hmm. wants you to go. So Come you, on. you know, follow that ministry that God is leading you to, not that oh, I, man. Uh, hey, I don't want to be Jonah, see? And that's why I feel like, <laughs> I slightly been a little Jonah, right? Running with that bass. And so let me tell you my scare. You finna laugh at this. I think this shoulder surgery, he said, now, nah, I, 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 hey, that left shoulder was the first warning. He said, now the right one, you got to pluck the strings with the right one now. Don't, 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 don't play with me now. I said, I ain't going to play with you, Lord. I, I got you. And see the, the experience, the two churches I was minister music, you know, with. That's what I was looking at. I would get the mic and they said, oh Lord, here come Carl with the mic. Y'all better just brace yourself because he's about to minister before praise team come up. And so they and then I'll get the crying while I'm talking. And that, that's when I knew then that 
I'm not a I, you you can't I know you're gonna say this. You won't believe I wanna talk at first. I wanna talk. I was I was nervous, scared to talk. And it's like I know he did this because I wanna talk her. And it's like when I tell people that and they say, I yes, I find that hard to believe because you <laughs> talk <laughs> and, and so yeah, those experience with the being a minister of music. I was able to have a microphone, you know, because I would ha have directions with the choir some, and then I had to get the band together. I had to get the music together. I had to make the rehearsals. And when we have service, sometime in between songs, I would grab the mic and say something. And sometimes it'll be, it'll be a speech, you know, it'll be a sermon, you know? It, and so my last pastor, you know, my former pastor, Ted Chapman, he, he said, now, when's your first sermon? I'm like, oh, man, come on, man. Don't do that, man. He said, <laughs> I said, let me just stay in this corner over here and I'm fine. And now I'm not there at that church anymore. I, I'm at a church where I'm playing the bass. And I feel like that's what God said. Okay, you thought you could run and hide, but you can't run and hide. <laughs> and that's where I am now. So that's what I was waiting to tell you that he's letting me know now, okay, even though you're in that corner, now it's time. It's time. So he want me to, like you said, spend that time with him and he'll give me the next directions on what I'll be doing. And it's, and, and look, I don't want to end up like Jonah. See, I don't want to have to <laughs> sit down somewhere and then have to run, you know, in three days, one day journey in three days, you know, I mean, a three day journey in one day. And so I don't want to have to go through that. So that's why I said, I said, the minute I get to talk to you, I'm telling you, Lord, you ain't got to tell me no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you recall earlier when you told me, because like I told you, I take notes, is that you said your pastor told you back in the 90s that mm -hmm. he Bye. sees you playing a bass. Mm -hmm. And then what did you wind up doing? Because you, you tried to run from that, but what did you wind up doing? Playing the bass. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 and see... The one, the, the, my mentor that took the, uh, the, uh, you remember the notes off my bass. We uh -huh. talked, I think it was last, last Wednesday, sometime last week. He's, he just started his church last Friday. And he said, now, you know, God got you following me. He said, now, just like I took the notes off of that bass, God is taking, he's taking the notes off of this, this base now for you to go into ministry. So he said, you might as well go on into the call, accept the call and go on in, go on in. Cause he, he started church and listen, get this. He wanted me to come to play the bass the night he started the service. I was like, Oh, here we go again. But he was so fun to hearing that. He said, man, you sound like what I was doing because it's been like a dullness while I've been playing these last mm -hmm. month. It's like a dullness has came over my plane. And that's what made me say that, okay, it's time. I, I see it's time because I ran to this the new church. I've been in it probably a year and a half, two years, just playing bass, no mental music, no nothing. And he's like, okay, you just think you're going to run and hide, right? <laughs> okay. And now, well, I could just pick up a song like in minutes. Now I have to sit down and listen at the song all night almost to get it. And I'm like, okay, you telling me this time up on this base. <laughs> yeah, he'll give you signs. And so I'm obeying the signs now. So, you know, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna run no more. I said, Lord, I've been slightly running. So I'm gonna just back on back. And like you said, he'll direct my path on what are he gonna have me doing, but but in the meantime, I think that's why the the, the best base lessons are starting back up next month, and I want to get with my son and transition my bass playing to him. But you know, I have keyboards around, drums around, bass around, and it's just like I was saying about Ricky Smiley's son. He have everything: two tab or two phones, two tablet, a tablet, and a laptop. He played uh, Roblox and all this stuff. And, and so I, I I see it a little bit. He'll cut the keyboard on a little bit, but he, he loved the games more than the, in the music. So 
I, I said, even though I'm not going to try to force it on them, but I'm I'm going to spend a, just a little bit of time just to see. Because, he, look, he used to bang on the drum that I had to hide the drumstick now. I'm like, uh-uh, that's just too much. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. You should have just let him bang. No, just kidding. Oh, so, yeah, but see, we have neighbors at that, that. You know, we have neighbors, and I had to say, no, nah, I'm gonna hide these drumsticks because you, oh, you didn't okay. look. I try to put tape on the drums, everything to kind of lower the sound, and it's still loud. So, <laughs> so but anyway, yeah, but that's what God gave me uh, two, two, three weeks ago to transition the bass over to Him. And as I do that, you know, everything else will start falling in line. So that's what I'm kind of on. And I want your prayers with, you know, but yeah, oh, but yeah. I, I really appreciate, I needed this. I really appreciate you looking, you know, onto that group and see, you know, seeing the, the uh, bio and, and, I, I mean, I've been excited about that. I've been waiting on you know that. I've been waiting on you. I get to look at some of your other shows. But you know, uh, I will say this: that uh, I don't know if you know this uh, bassist. His name is Chris Anderson, out of Chicago. I've seen a lot of Chicago bass players, and I I just love all of them. I'm trying to now. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, he played on a video. And oh, I can't think of his name now, but yeah, he's another bass player. He's one of those classic bass, you know, the veterans. Uh -huh. And that's why you ought to know who I'm talking about. I, I just can't think of it at the moment, but but I'll, I'll if it comes to me, I'll say his name. But yeah, well, I, I think I know him too as well. Well, I brought him up because he said that when he started playing the bass, he started playing by uh, listening to TV. And oh. he would play, he was playing the bass. So he started playing theme songs. So maybe oh. that's what your son might start doing. You never know. Cause yeah, I know Chris said, that's how he started is yeah. you know, he didn't know how to play and he had gone out, but you know, that's, that's, that's his interview. I did him a while back. So mm -hmm. I, when you say about watching television and paying attention, sometimes kids do learn, they rather learn from a not from a person, but trying to figure it out themselves. So, mm -hmm. you know, you you may be coming home one day and he's sitting there playing, what's his favorite show? The Roblox? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, it's a game called Roblox or something like that, Roblox. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a okay. A video game app he uh, have on his uh, phone. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He he's a he stay on YouTube. He's singing every song. Look, it's like he been here before because he's singing oldies <laughs> that I know he should know, but he know them hey. and they come on and, and I'm singing them. And he's singing them with me. I'm like, what are you learning? <laughs> oh, I listen to them on, on my phone. I'm like, oh, you be listening. And so it's in them. It's in them. I know it's in them because. I could, he know when you hit a wrong note. He know if a bass player or a drummer is not playing correctly. Mm. He can tell you if somebody's off when they sing. He know all that. Mm. <laughs> so it's in him. I know it's in him. And I'm I'm just waiting to be excited to see him like Rufus, you know, like Rufus is. I'm waiting to see what he'll, because he'll probably play every instrument. I'm thinking, because he'll drum, you know, he'll grab go over to the drum and master foot pedal then he'll come in and want the keyboard set up then you know the only one he had hadn't been doing in a while and it's just because i've been running uh is the bass and oh, so okay. i'm i'm just aimed eventually to get his own bass to call his own mm -hmm. you know maybe a little small one where he can hold it and anytime he want to pick it up because he has looked the bass stands and everything it's just I bought him a little guitar till he broke it, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, that's why I was like, now, nah, wait a minute, you breaking guitars? And I'm like, oh, you know, you tuning up the screen till they pop, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, he learned it. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's surprising to see that. And I told you about the woman that was 66 years old. Mm. And she actually had a guitar. And, and we, we begin to... And I think her first song that she played was Every Praise, Every Praise Hezekiah Walker. She mm -hmm. 
she picked it up and and true enough, she started playing and I was like, okay, and she learned her notes and she did a lot of, I guess, like vendor work. So it kind of clashed with a lot of our time. So she hadn't, you know, called me probably been about, a, I guess about two years now because of the pandemic, you know, and, you know, I see on Facebook some and I, and see my time just been limited. That's why I, I ain't really asked nobody to start back up because I, I, I got to slow down first. So, <laughs> so, and like I told you, I'm booked all the way to August right now. I got a, I got a convocation Pentecost next week. I had one last week and I thought both of them were going to clash going into this week. And I had this whole week off to get ready for you. So, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you now. So we've come to this point where I'm going to ask you to tell the audience how they can get in contact with you and okay. what you have coming up. Okay. Well, um, like I said, I have that Pentecost convocation. Uh, it's in an area called Sylacauga, Alabama, and that's going to start and get, oh, okay. Okay. All right. So this, um, convocation start, um, I think it's the 21st to the 24th. Okay. And that's Silicon Alabama. Yeah. And then um, let's see, Saturday is the 25th. Uh, I think I, I, I don't have my calendar in, um, you know, okay. my in front of me. I have something that day as well, Saturday. And I think that one was supposed to be in either Montgomery, Alabama or Atlanta or in Georgia because okay. I'm look, I'm I'm in the middle of Montgomery and Atlanta Georgia because I'm in an area called Anderson, Anderson Oxford Alabama it's kind of half zone of Atlanta half zone of Birmingham oh, okay. so I'm pivot look I'm pivot to go either east or west or south <laughs> <laughs> well listen do you have a web page well I have a YouTube and it's okay. it's uh K A J base one the number one K and that's one word K A J base B A S S one. Okay. And, and I have you know of course two Facebook pages that's A A Carl Jones, that's one word A A Carl Jones, and then I have a second one because that one has reached five thousand friends on that one on the first one the second one is Carl sees it's either base season or season base season base <laughs> senior yeah I can't remember I just set it up fast because I, I have 5,000 on the other one and this one's about to be about five I think oh. it's about 2,000 two or 3,000 so also my email is is k-a-r-l dot and J-O-N-E without the S on it and number eight, J-O-N-E-8 at gmail.com. Okay. All right. So that's how people can get in contact with you. Yeah. Now, I want to thank my guest, Carl Jones, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send me an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. You may also like and share the episode, and if you subscribe, you'll be alerted, alerted when the newest episode is published. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. One, two, one, two, three, four.